This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, my husband and the founder of Summit Life Ministries. And you're a co-founder, so... I'm a (laughs) co-founder. Our mission at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision, vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective. Think about that. With an eternal perspective. And empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. We've been talking about faith-filled obedience. We've been talking about hope. Because we've been talking about who we are based on what Jesus has done. And, and these three facets we are talking about Um, What we've been given in Christ Jesus. What am I being made in Christ Jesus? See, I'm looking looking at my notes in case you haven't been taking notes. You should be taking notes. And where he is taking us. We've been talking about these things um, to know who we are. We've also been talking about these three major shared life experiences that Jesus um, invites us to share, which is his death and his burial. Um, the experience of resurrection because he is the resurrection and also not just ending at resurrection but his ascension and his exaltation and how he has gone ahead of us and he has made a way and he is the way and our hope is connected to where he has gone and the work that he's accomplished so i'm excited about how this has been going this week and where we're going today Carmen, thank you for being with me this week. Um, last week, we were at New Covenant mm-hmm. Worship Center, and and when we recorded the Age Changers show with their team, uh, you were not able to be with us. And this has been like a real joy. Uh, there is we a, like being together. Yeah, there is a synergy <laughs> that we have. Uh, it's always a great joy to be able to share the Word of God mm-hmm. with a hungry heart that longs to know more uh, of who Jesus is. And so I always, um, you know, we're husband and wife. You know me more than anybody else. But even though you've lived with me a long, long time, you always receive the word of God as if I were an angel of God, a messenger of God. And uh, you always have a hungry heart. To look past the veil of my flesh and my imperfections. The word is good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's good in you. And and uh, to be receiving. So we just have these moments when we're sharing the word of God with, with each other where we feel the presence of Christ. And I don't know how that all translates mm-hmm. to those that are viewing. But uh, when it talks about the word of Christ dwelling in us, it mm-hmm. brings such a, a richness Mm-hmm. It, we feel the wealth of Christ. Mm-hmm. We feel the inheritance mm-hmm. that we have uh, in Christ, of Christ, in us, and what we've been given to Him. And I want to add that we don't just relate about Jesus here. Otherwise, this would be very different. On a cheap set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the depth of this, I think it's even grown more because we're... We're being more intentional about doing devotions and not just devotions, but praying together, reading the word together, reading the word to each other and spending time with God alone together 
more frequently and more consistently and that discipline I think is it's changing it's changing us because it's the it's a fellowship with the word of God and with each other and it's changing yes. I know it's changing me yeah I've prayed for that for decades <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> no actually uh I'm trying to catch up with her she's uh oh stop just she's a she's a pretty saintly woman <laughs> Well, I want to start uh, today in talking about where we're being taken in Christ. And again, those three phrases, what I've been given, uh, what I'm being made, and where I'm being taken, Mm -hmm. are under the umbrella of this truth of who I am in Christ. And that's a very broad topic, but I think those three categories fit under that truth umbrella of who I am. I'm being made in Christ or who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. I want to start in the Old Testament today. And I want us to look at a passage of scripture in Daniel chapter 7. And and in yesterday's episode, we were running out of time and I wanted to go over here, but I knew I wouldn't have time to do it justice. But the Bible tells us that, excuse me, The prophets uh, saw in part, Mm -hmm. they saw a salvation that God was going to reveal. Mm -hmm. And they they searched when it was going to happen, what what the manner Mm -hmm. of of the and when when it the the translation says they searched the timing and the manner of it. In other words, they wanted to know what would be the fruit and effect of this salvation. How deep would it go? How wide would it be? Mm. How high would it take the people of God? And it said they longed to see it. Um, In the Hall of Faith chapter, in Hebrews chapter 11, it said the promises of God waved at them (laughs) from afar, afar, at a distance. Mm. It it, it would be like if somebody were on the far bank of a, a river and... The promises of God was waving to you on the other side and say, someday you're going to cross over. Someday you're going to be on this side. But we want you to know we're here. We're awaiting your arrival. We're waiting your crossing. And then the promise will be fulfilled. Well, some of these prophets recorded these little glimpses of what they right. saw. And they were able to see some powerful stuff. And Daniel was a man that was given to visions. And, um, you know, definitely he was raised up in the kingdom and a very critical moment in the nation of the history of Israel in their captivity. And he interceded for his nation, excuse me, to be fully restored. And for them and for, for to be restored for him in his mind, it was them returning back to their uh, native soil, back to their native land. But God showed him glimpses of a salvation that was greater than the restoration yeah. of an earthly territory, but, but of a work that was going to accomplish eternal things. And this was a vision that he saw. Now, when we read this verse, you're going to have to uncouple this verse from certain mindsets or paradigms that you've had because it has been used as a passage to 
forecast and prophetically describe the second coming of Jesus. But it doesn't talk about the second coming of Jesus. It talks about Jesus's ascension and exaltation. But what we've done is we've read past an important uh, phrase that defines the moment of when this has happened. And it just goes to show us how that when Jesus ascended up out of our sight, out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. And so we want to see him come back just like he ascended. So we could see him. But this was a vision of once he passed out of the natural realm and entered into the eternal heavenly realm, Mm -hmm. this is a picture and a portrait, a vision of the moment when Jesus came face to face with God the Father and what happened to him. And again, we said no man had ever been where Mm -hmm. he was going. And so he went where no man had ever gone before. And for all of you uh, Star Trek people, you know, may you just feel the Lord when I say that. Because some of you go, I feel the Lord, you know, when, when I say that. But Jesus went where no man had ever gone before. So this is what it says. And Carmen, I want you to listen at this. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. He said, I saw in the night visions and behold, with the cloud clouds of heaven, there came one like the Son of Man. This is why we misinterpret it to think that it's about the second coming. Because Jesus said that he would return with clouds of glory mm-hmm. and every eye would see him. But but let's not stop reading there. Mm-hmm. Where did he go or where, where did he come to? Did he come back to earth? No, that's not what Daniel saw. It says, and he came to the ancient of days. This term ancient of days is obviously a reference to God the Father. Mm-hmm. And was not presented back to the earth, but he was presented before him, before the ancient of days. So let me reread it and let's, mm-hmm. let's grab, grasp it in its right context. Daniel had these night visions. Behold, look, with clouds of heaven or clouds of glory, there came one like the son of Adam, the son of man, the son of Adam. And he came to the ancient of days, the eternal one, God the Father. And there was a presentation that occurred and he was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which is a contrast to human kings who are given a divine right to rule a territory for their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But it says, your kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. This is literally a passage of scripture that describes Jesus, the son of man, the son of Adam, 
being presented to the Ancient of Days, the Eternal One, Almighty God, and God accepted him, didn't reject him, didn't say, get out of my presence and, and never come here again, but God accepted him. So he's now ascended to the highest heights of heaven. But then when he arrives there, he's what? He's exalted. Mm -hmm. On that day, it is known to all of the court of heaven, to all the angelic orders and rankings and authorities, thrones and dominions, that I am giving the kingdom that is not just on earth, but everything that my kingdom represents in every heavenly realm and order. I'm giving my kingdom to an heir, and I've chosen to give it to that which was my beloved creation, but fell from me and was a loss to me. But I have now reversed their fortune. What they lost in the fall, I will not just restore what their ancestor lost of an earthly dominion, but now, you know, it, it is as if, you know, for, for the loss, God says, I'm going to compound the blessing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enlarge what I intended to give you. And I'm going to highly exalt you now. And I'm going to give you authority, not just in the earth, which was the original mandate mm -hmm. that God gave Adam was to have a dominion in the earth realm. Right. But now he says, I'm going to give you supremacy in both realms. You're going to have the highest ranking in heaven and on earth. And you're now going to have an authority over everything, over all the unseen realm and everything that exists in it and over all of the earth realm as well. That's why in the Great Commission, Jesus said to his disciples before he left, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe everything that I commanded you. But before he gave them this kingdom mandate to go announce the kingdom and to teach the ways of the kingdom, not just to people, but to, to the nations of the earth, to all the peoples of the earth, every tribe, every ethnicity, to teach them that they now have a new head of the human family and that we've all been reconciled back together under his authority, under his leadership. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of all lords. Mm -hmm. He said this to them. Before he gave them that mandate, it came out of an authority. The authorization to go came out of an authority that he said, all authority has been given to me now, both in where? In heaven and on earth. In heaven and on the earth. Now, I want us to go over to another uh, Old Testament passage of Scripture. Uh, and we're going to read a psalm that a king that is very familiar to us, David, wrote. But the book of Acts tells us that this king was also a prophet. Mm 
Because mm-hmm. David, again, was a New Testament man, lived in Old Testament times. Mm-hmm. But man, did he, he step into dimensions of New Testament life and experience. And so David, he is a king. And so he has an earthly kingdom, an earthly possession. He has people that are under him. But he's also been able to subdue other nations. He's been able to enlarge his territory. He realized that God has subdued people under him. But he is transported away from just something that's terrestrial, something that's earthly. And he begins to conceive by the Holy Spirit through revelation of a king that is coming that is not just going to have authority over a nation or over maybe several nations, but over all nations. A world ruler. And this is what David said. Where are you? Psalm chapter 2. And he talks about how the, the nations of the earth, the peoples of the earth, they like to rebel against the Lord. Yeah. Because of the fall, their nature has been twisted. And, and they, they want to resist God's purpose. But this is what David saw. And this is what he talked about. God's posture of his heart in the rebellion of nations against him. In their confederacies and their conspiracies. It says, he who sits in the heavens, he laughs. For the Lord holds these rebellious nations in derision. Then he will speak to them in his great wrath, and he will terrify them in his fury. But in the middle of him saying, I've had enough. Your rebellion against me is going to be over. And this is the reason why it's going to be over. It says, as for me, God speaking, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Mm. And he's not talking about Jerusalem, earthly Jerusalem. He's talking about the heavenly Jerusalem. He's talking about the eternal city of God. And he said, I will tell you of my decree. So God decreed a thing. I want to tie Daniel 6 with Psalm 2. What did God decree? He decreed this, you are my son, today I have begotten you. In other words, I've given birth to your kingdom. I view you as an heir and you're going to be receive the inheritance of the totality of everything that I've created and everything I possess. Mm. So he said, you are my son, you're my heir, today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage or other translation says, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron and you will dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. It shows you the supremacy of his power, the supremacy of his reign. Daniel said his kingdom 
will have no end. It's going to be an everlasting kingdom. Daniel or Isaiah prophesied of the increase of his government, there would be no end. He will execute, order, and establish it. God has decreed a thing and it is going to come to pass. But there is instruction to us in this prophetic song. And I want us to, in the conclusion of the episode today, because I want us to hear, if we know that we have a king and God has decreed it and declared his lordship and all authority and power has been given to him, I want to align myself to his rule and reign. But there is a way in which I respond Mm -hmm. And I align my heart. It's not like, great, I wanted to be a king and I wanted to have my own kingdom. He says this, now therefore, O kings, be wise. Here's our instructions. First of all, be wise and be warned. So there is a day that is pressing in all around us where those of us that live in the earth, we need to be wise because we have been warned. Mm-hmm. We have been warned by God that he has given a throne to his anointed one and he has made him the heir of all things. That he has come to God the Father and God the Father has seated him at his right hand of favor, which means that he there is no one else that is going to receive what he is going to receive you're not going to be able to contest with the king about what he has received from God. God has decreed it, declared it. He is executing it. He is ordering and establishing. You know, when, when, when this moment of transaction occurred between the father and the son, and he seated him mm-hmm. in the highest place in heaven, it highly exalted him, given him the name, let his name be known as the highest name in heaven and on earth. You can fight against God, but you're not going to win. God will laugh at you every time. Mm -hmm. So we need to take his warning serious and then allow the fear of the Lord to give us wisdom Mm -hmm. because you're not going to have a negotiated settlement over this issue with God. Jesus is going to be Lord of all, period. Jesus is going to be king and, and listen, the reward is for us that voluntarily mm-hmm. confess yeah. his lordship now, yeah. yield to his lordship. But there will be a day that if you're not yielding now, it won't matter. You're going to bow on that day. And, you're, and some, some people, I, I've, I've seen the resistant hearts of rebels who think they can resist God. You will bow and you will confess that Jesus is Lord of all, including Lord of you. You will acknowledge him on that day. But on that day, you will experience the loss of a reward that you could have had Mm -hmm. if you would have only aligned your life with him today. Then he goes on to say, serve the Lord with fear. In light of the, Mm -hmm. the warning and the wisdom, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice before him with with trembling because you have the privilege of serving a perfect king. And then it says, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way. Now this is not a kiss of of necessarily of intimate affection. It's the kiss of loyalty. 
And if you know anything about history, a king would extend his hand, which had the, mm-hmm. the seal and the signet that represented his authority. And that if you were a, a lord or if you were a count or if you were an officer of the king in his court, every time you entered into the courtroom and the throne room of the king, guess what you had to do? You had to kiss the king's ring. Well, every day in our life, we need to make sure yes. that we say, I have no king yeah. but you, Christ Jesus. I want you to be Lord of all. I love my king. And I love that phrase. I say it to the Lord often. I love my king yeah. more than anything else. Well, I love you guys. And uh, we'll probably continue next week talking about the exaltation of Jesus and its importance uh, of how it affects our knowledge and our understanding of who we are in Jesus and where we're being taken in him. And I love it how when we, just the I love the king, it's acknowledging his authority because we love him. And we can only love him because he first loved us. And it also reminds me that Papa over here loves to take Ellie's hand now and she's starting to extend it for him so that he can kiss it because <laughs> he'll kiss, it, kiss her hand and say your majesty and she's really starting to like that a lot <laughs> well, I did that with, with my daughter Karis because I want these girls to know they are princesses in the house of God because our family is supposed to be a royalty project we're supposed to yeah. uh, confer dignity and royalty because we are the aristocracy That's right. in heaven all right. Bless you guys. You Love you. Get it in there and believe that. Um, bless you. If you want um, more information about Summit Life Ministries, um, you can go to summitlifeministries.com. Also, if you would please share this as you've listened to it and enjoyed it and been encouraged in the word, please share it so that other people can get the word and it can go out as well. If you have any questions and um, or comments or encouragements, please put those in the Um, the comment section so that we can get those and send those to us. Um, Also, social media helps get the word out. So on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of those social media things, if you can like or subscribe as um, corresponds to each one. Bless you. We love you. Have a beautiful and wonderful week. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.